out there. Just a quick note for this episode. The audio for Mackenzie is a little bit off. Um, there was an issue with the program that we used to record and um, we did our best. It's still fairly intact. So I uh, just wanted to let you know that it's it's not you, it's us. So uh, no need to adjust any settings anywhere. Uh, thank you for listening. And here is our episode about memories of murder. You are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia. Carolyn, the bookworm. Madeline, the wildcard. And Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Hi everyone, and welcome to Mostly Murder But Sometimes Not. This is a podcast where four siblings get together and talk to each other about mystery properties, TVs and movies. <laughs> TVs. <laughs> TVs and movies. I'm Carrie. I'm hosting today. Um, my siblings are going to introduce themselves. I'm Katie. <laughs> wow. I was like, uh, why is Mac taking you so long? <laughs> Do it by age. I know. Um, I'm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's Maddie. Mad- That's... Maddie missed it, Mac. It wasn't on you. No, it was my bad. Sorry. All right. Who are you? <laughs> Youngest child. And I'm Mac. <laughs> Great. God, it's weird to call him a child. He's a fully grown man. I really feel like we need to put in the intro. I mean,. What, that he's a child? No, our uh, lovely sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can uh, do it at the end. Yeah, yeah. okay, done. It's post credit okay. scene. We've gone All full right. Marvel. Yes, yes, okay. So, um, for this episode, we all watched Memories of Murder, the 2003 film by Bong Joon-ho. We all did, right? Yep. Yes. Indeed. The correct one. 2003. Right. Yes. Found on Hulu. All right. Yep. I'm going to read the summary now. Go for it. You do it. Okay. <laughs> Memories of Murder is a story of the first serial murders in Korea. Multiple women are raped and murdered, and the two country detectives, Detective Park and Detective Cho Young-gu, initially in charge of the investigation, are in over their heads. They try to frame a local developmentally disabled boy named Kwang Hu, but are prevented from doing so by Detective Seo, a man from Seoul who has come to help them solve the case. Detective Seo takes a more analytical approach, looking at methodology and the pathology of the killer. Throughout the investigation, they are assisted by their sergeant, and also Detective Kwan, who is brilliant, but ignored because she's a woman. They close in on their most likely suspect, but are forced to let him go. Detective Seo falls asleep on his stakeout of the suspect, and another girl is murdered, a student Seo met during the investigation. He loses his cool and drags his suspect out of his house, beating him and planning to kill him. 
Detective Park arrives with the results of a DNA analysis from America, exonerating the man, and prevents Seal from killing him. The movie then jumps to 2003, and we see Detective Park with his family at breakfast. He has changed careers and is now a salesman. On one of his routes, he stops by the place where he found the first body, slash where the first body was found. A schoolgirl walking by tells him a nondescript man had been there some time earlier and told her he was visiting a place where he had done something long ago. The movie ends with Park staring into the camera out at the audience with a haunted expression. There we go. Okay, so this was my first time seeing the movie. How about all y'all? Same. Same. Yes, same. Had anyone else heard of it before? Nah. The first yes. time. I only heard of the director. Okay. Yeah. Katie, where have you, had you heard of the movie? Um, Because of the director and Parasite a few years ago, they had talked okay. about his other movies. And I remember hearing that this was kind of an immediate cult movie at the time, especially in Korea, and then is now considered like one of the best movies of the aughts like worldwide like i I knew that's like what i knew about it but i didn't know anything about the actual movie yeah i didn't want to bias anyone last time when we recorded when we announced we were going to do this one um but it is considered by many to be one of the best asian films ever made it won like 33 awards and was nominated for like five other ones and like you said it is um like a cult movie and uh very like it it's very highly regarded in many circles like even on rotten tomatoes it has like 95 percent. wow yeah i know um so watching this movie i was a little worried that this was going to be another chameleon street or what whatever that movie was called situation oh yeah I mean, we didn't watch it for the podcast, but Carrie oh, was like, we need to watch this movie that I think is going to be the best movie <laughs> you you've ever what? seen. <laughs> Carrie, that I movie didn't... was interesting, and I'm really glad I watched it. Yeah, but it wasn't like a sit down with your family and it watch was not... it. Like, it was... It was it, it, Yeah, it was, like, formatted differently. So, like, one of the, the things about this movie like um commentary about it is like that his that Bon Joon style is like playfully cynical and then it's kind of like an absurdist comedy parts of it um mixed in with like all of the drama and stuff and so I think that's where a lot of like the weirder elements come in like when that one detective is like we're not finding any hair at the scene because the dude shaves himself and then so he goes to all of like the spas and <laughs> stares at every man just, walking by yeah yeah I I'm stuck at this point where I'm kind of like, I don't know where he's laughing at himself, and I don't know where it's just a cultural difference that I shouldn't laugh at. Yeah, Carrie. When does he laugh at himself? What? Well, it's the no, 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 like you just mentioned. It's sort of a dark comedy. The guy is so insistent on the lead of a person who must shave themselves down there that, again, they visited every bathhouse. Yeah. Or he tried That's to objectively pay funny. Just the notion. Like, tell him who all the, the shaved manscapers were out there and that's objectively funny but the thing is sometimes when you encounter cultures you're not familiar with you don't know what absurd parts are like something that they're trying to fun with and what 
parts are just you're not as familiar with. That's interesting think, well, to look at now because it's our first um, movie that was made, you know, in another country, and it's first one in another language. Or sorry, first one in a different no. language. <laughs> like, I yeah. think we've watched some English and Australian stuff. In Canada. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, first non-English speaking Canada? film. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I was in, I was excited to do that, um, to have some, like, non, like, Western um, film. Um, and then also, I do watch a lot of, like, Korean content. So, like, there were some things in here that were, like, familiar to me. But with Detective Park and, like, the, the hairless thing, I don't think the character was playing it for comedy. I think the movie yeah. might have been. That... Um, yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, Katie? I was actually thinking last night after I finished the movie, I don't know that I've ever watched anything Korean. Like, I never got around to seeing Parasite, and I've seen some of the K-dramas with you. But like, yes, I've never like watched anything and I don't have a lot of knowledge of the culture. And so watching the movie, I thought it was really cool. But also, like, I was like, some of the stuff I'm like, is this going over my head? Like some of these cultural like differences. Also, the fact that, yes, it was made in 2003, but it was taking place in the 80s. So that's like yeah. a whole other aspect. And at a time in Korea where I don't know much about the country itself. Like in the eighties, yeah. Korea in the eighties, like I don't know yeah. like what was happening. So like Well Yeah, go ahead. I have information on that it, we can talk about later, but you can continue. No, I just so now I'm kind of curious like what you took away versus me as someone who was like like some of the stuff I'm like, is it normal just to like hit people above the head? Like is that a thing? Like yeah. There's I a mean, lot of the, beating up of people, yes. but also a lot of casual beating. There's a lot of stuff I'm deeply curious about. Um, the police brutality of it all, I feel like was was heightened, like similar to like shows here, like when you watch like a Law and Order or whatever, like the police take a lot of liberties with the suspects. It's different that like, well. They're, it's against the law for them to do that. The characters in the show do it, and like we know a lot of police officers do it out and about in the world, but it's not um acceptable like acceptable when when you see it, you are offended by it it is an, it's an offensive act for a police officer to abuse a person in this show or like in this movie i think some of like the more casual like hitting people on the head kind of thing is is more commonplace but like a lot of the stuff that the police officers did with the suspects was very much not okay then and now i feel like mac so I feel like there were a lot of historical references here that I also wouldn't have gotten vis-a-vis Korean culture around the 1980s because throughout mm-hmm. the film, they showed you little tableaus of like protests that were going on against the police at the time. You know, they were at one scene, they're saying the president will be through on this street in just a few minutes. And in the next scene, there's a massive riot going on where people are being beaten 
when that uh, one guy, uh, I'm, I've got his name listed down here, uh, Joe Byung-soon uh, was arrested. There was a massive protest outside the police precinct about getting him released. And when they talked about getting the military to assist them on the final night, there was supposed to be a serial killing. They mentioned that they were helping to quell a protest elsewhere in the country. So do you have any enlightenment on nature of Korean politics at the time? Was that something that you would have looked up? Uh, yeah. So they, um, it was under military rule at this time, I believe. I, I'm not a scholar on the history, but I did look up some stuff. Like there were student protests against like the, the military regime. Um, the director actually was a student protester, like in his lifetime. Um, there is an article about it somewhere that I think and it's indiewire.com has an article um that talks about the it goes a lot more in depth in like the stylistic stuff of the movie and like the history of the movie oh. um and also because in case you didn't know this is loosely based on a real life event yeah so the the serial killings actually like there were more victims than we saw in the movie, uh, but they actually happened. Um, and okay, so this is talking about the subtext. Uh, he's it just made like. Well, you look at that. Look up that. Well, yeah, I found it. Okay, oh, so. Yeah. Um, it says the that Bong, a former student demonstrator himself, has never been shy about the fact that his interest in the uh, Hwansong murders was motivated by how they reflected a national malaise in the South Korean body politic and the societal ills of the country. Um, it was a military autocratic government. So, like, that's what the students were yeah. protesting. Yeah. So, obviously, that kind of rings... It, it's familiar to us now because we're seeing we have seen more like protests in our country and how the military and police are um, used to quell those. So <laughs> the, then we have situations where people suffer and like the people who are supposed to prevent that are off doing other shit that or they're the not supposed doing to doing it in the first place. Yeah. I thought that was actually really interesting about this movie that I liked that you had this kind of background of this military industrial complex depression, like an 80s thing. You hear uh -huh. the drills that they do, the blackouts, the drills that they're doing at the school was very like. That was the most human scene yeah, in this thing to me. It's just yeah, the notion of like, like two girls yeah. training to carry bodies from one place to another, but the girl who's playing the body is just kind of like doing a peace sign to her friends. She gives like a peace sign. Like, like grins. It was just like a really I, weird yeah. way of like normalizing. It'd be like I mean, it's kind of similar to what's happening now <laughs> sometimes. Like, is it, I don't know. Is it weird for With, me to um, picture shooter drills, you mean? Is it weird for me to picture a modern day kid doing that, but like dabbing? I mean, it's definitely weird because dabbing's like ten years old. I'm no kid does that anymore. Dabbing is still cool, yourself. Mac. Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's not weird. 
the I think the um, like a lot of the drills and stuff that they did though were not it was because of Korea's unique uh split Geolo- you know like there's position yeah so like yeah. there's uh basically a whole nother country to the north of you that could try to destroy your con- like your country at any moment and, so like, you're, the rest of you is surrounded by water so you really have no like recourse yeah, yeah. i mean it, here in america the only way that your neighbors try to kill you is on a personal individual level uh, uh, the most personal of the time touch. anyway um i yeah. think it was yeah just i think that specifically was like a the way it was normalized kind of showed like that there was like a bunch of context, like cultural context that I was missing um, because it is kind of lightened up and it is normalized to have these, you know, um, drills for horrible, um, you know, accidents. But it's still it's just such a part of the norm. And yeah, so it kind of like show that there were a bunch of other things that I um, was maybe missing that I couldn't really put into think, context. Do you think that it, like, hindered your appreciation of the movie in any way? I don't think it was that specifically, um, but I think it was a little bit more difficult to concentrate and kind of um, a little bit more confusing just because um, since I haven't really... Um, you know, like Katie, I haven't really watched any, um, you know, Korean, um, you know, shows or anything. And I uh, am not really very aware of, um, you know, things in their culture. So uh, the names kind of threw me off. Um, they, uh, you know, it's just uh, I am not familiar with them. So it was kind of difficult to remember. And uh, yeah, for sure. And also just trying to pay attention to the subtitles and um, like pay close attention to like different things in the story that I might not understand because it's a mystery and they're not really um, there yet. And like what I'm not understanding because it's uh, like a cultural thing that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. There's a lot of interactions. I don't think I had that much difficulty with that part, but I think... Actually, I I mean, I really liked the stuff that felt familiar, but like in a different context. So having these like, quote unquote, like podunk country detectives trying to handle this complex situation and then getting mad at like the big city detective coming in to like kind of take char- he didn't really take charge or take over, but like be part of it. Yeah, he definitely interrupted what they were doing. Yeah, that was a very familiar situation. And I kind of liked seeing that context. Like, and the other thing I liked, because watching the um, Park and, is it Sun? No. His partner? Park and Cho, his partner. Okay. Were, it's, it's like so clear that they're used to just beating people up and bringing in whoever. And the detectives, like people know this it's an open secret that the police are doing this i like that people are protesting against it but they're supposed to be some of the heroes of this movie and you're like no they're not they're not good people really mac my question is do you think that this typical behavior of those two detectives or are they being more intense because of this specific case because of the somewhat I savage think nature it's of it. typical because 
the little girl says like everyone knows you got like you just interrogate you like just torture when people, they interrogate you torture people yeah they torture people to get confessions the second guy the guy with the um pink underwear basically says like isn't this what you want to hear blah 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 yeah like i feel like it's this it's not um something extreme that they're doing to solve these murders i think it's it seems like the norm for them but yeah i do think they're trying to they're being forced to change it by the chief i think this outside detective coming in he's clearly judging them for it and also they're he's being clearly, investigated well, by journalists constantly they're yeah. always talking about oh, yeah. journalists being around and you know what will they think so like the I chief think... being like hitting them for hitting the suspects yeah. like i don't think that ceo's judging them for it i think he like for a lot of the stuff like when they're in like abusing people he's just kind of like in the background and like letting it happen and the only time he steps in is when it gets in the way of the case like they have that that second suspect like hanging upside down yeah in their interrogation room and like he doesn't care about that he cares about the fact that the hands are different than what one of the victims said you know so like that's the only reason he interfered. So yeah, I guess if if they had gotten the so right he has, person, he has he would have just let them continue. So he has no moral qualms with it. He just has logical qualms with it. I think so. Moral qualms with you know, not murder good detective work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like this isn't getting us any closer to our goal, yeah. so we have to stop it. They it it kind of culminates in that whole conversation uh, that. Uh, Detective Park and Co uh, had about. I thought I thought it was a a weird scene for them to be for Detective Park to look at Co and be like, you know what detectives have to do in America? They have to use their brains because it's so large. Here in Korea, you could walk from shore to shore on your own two feet. So here we investigate with our feet. And I'm like, Detective Park, I'm. Guess thanks for. <laughs> Assuming the best of us. For the faith? I feel like yeah, he no. um, you know, is illustrating that they do solve a lot of their cases because it's a small town and they just know everybody. So he gets his information from, like, his girlfriend. And so, like, uh, it's a, like, rumor around town. So it's a lot of word of mouth and, you know, that's how they, they solve things. It's not that they think about them. It's they... Whoever everybody is saying did it, Park will just look in their eyes That's who they arrest. and yeah. be like, you did it. Yeah. He keeps saying he can see people through their like eye. Like he can tell. And I'm like, you were wrong every time. Yeah. And by the yeah. end of the movie, he's no longer sure of that ability. Like he looks the third suspect, uh, uh, Yu, uh, in the eyes and just like, I'm not sure anymore. It was very poetic for him to be the like one that revealed for being a little silly. It was very poetic for him to be the one to like stop Seal from killing a suspect they aren't sure of. Yeah. Well, that's something that I noticed too when I was watching is like when you start out, like these two detectives are at such extremes with each other. And then at the like in the culmination and like the big climactic scene, they're they've kind of met in the middle, you and know, switched like they, a bit. Almost, I was going to say they reversed. 
I don't know if they would have necessarily reversed because like that whole thing where um, Park is like staring the guy in the eyes, like he's still doing that thing. But then he acknowledges, you know, I don't have this power. I am fallible. Like well, he's I feel um, that shows that he is reversing because he's like, I don't believe this anymore. I don't I like have this power. And then I. Uh, yeah. Uh, Inspector so okay so Hulu was saying it S U H and then Wikipedia I know so Hulu got the names wrong. There are some different spellings and stuff. Different spellings of all of these names. That I feel like really affected. I feel like I really enjoyed this movie, but it was confusing to try and follow. I just had to not care about the names as much because I was just like, I'll just watch these characters. Yeah. And then, I mean, that was all good. Um, That's kind of what I do when I watch, like, the K-dramas. I'm like, okay, I, I recognize, like, the shape of the name in the, in the subtitle, and, like, I know the face, but, like, if you asked me later like a book. what the person's name was, Cause is it I don't Korean know. Korean nomenclature is, like, a first name, and then the last two names are hyphenated because there's, like, a family and then a something else. Well, the um, what comes first, first is in the an family English name, sentence, right? It's the family name, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, if your name is Chow Young Ku, your Chow is your last name in our the way that we correct. Because right. I had to learn about yeah, Arabic because like because there's usually four or five because it's like yeah, it's the whole ignorant ignorant American of me where I just kind of had to be like. Yeah, I know that there's like a bunch of people where the name that comes first is Park. So I'm just going to come up with nicknames for them and make sure that I write down there the real names so that right. I'm not intentionally offensive. Yeah, because I'm just kind of over here like, all right, Park Duman, he's the main one. Seo Taeyun, okay, he's the good detective. Uh, Cho Yong Koo, asshole. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they, they what was it? Uh, uh, Joe Byung Soon, jerk off. It's yeah, just I had to come off. up with little nicknames. No, no, no. He was jerking off. That was his whole thing. <laughs> I thought yeah. the, the second guy was the jerking off guy. Yeah, he is. Well, there's Quang. Yeah, his Joe name was. Oh, you're right. Because Park Hyun Kyo. He's the radio Gyo. guy. Gyo is the radio guy. Yeah, you're right. Hyun Kyo. Yeah. Wait. So Joe Byung yeah. Soon is that... the second guy with the red underpants. Yes. Okay, I did not write down the. Oh, Park Park Young Soo is the. Uh, Park Young was the one who worked Park at the factory. Gyu is the one who worked at the factory. Who was Park Young Gyu? Okay. Yeah. But the second guy was so. I thought that was really interesting, and that there was like church protesters that he's just like casually driving, like who are protesting him because, and I do like that they said like, perverts are always nice on the outside. Yeah, thing because I yeah. feel like that is something also echoed across culture because that happens so much here in America where you find out all these gross pervert things about dudes and they're always like church leaders and yeah. evangelical things and oh Katie didn't you hear it's the drag queens that and are they, grooming uh, all the kids there's no tangible I was gonna say there's surprising <laughs> lack of trans people in this list hmm. they're trying to yeah eject drag clubs and i was like well then shouldn't it's, we get rid of youth I, organizations and churches too there's because there's comedy, tangible proof there there's anyway. a comedy we don't need to we could go on forever Scottish comedian. i know but, but we but really I, could I liked- here we go <laughs> 
Yes, Matt. Oh, Sorry. There's a comedy bit by a Scottish comedian that I listened to uh, where he talks about how people in position of power will often make accusations towards people uh, of crimes that they themselves either benefit from or are directly explicit from. To the point where it's kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of instances of religious people accusing others of being sexually predatory when it's a lot of people in religious institutions that end up being that way. The joke that he pointed out is like a lot of people stereotype African-Americans as being thieves, even though we stole them. Yeah. I don't think that's just people in power, though. I think it's literally almost anyone. And it's a lot of like... It's projecting, not in a, like, it's like fear-based projecting. Like, some some type of projecting is different, but that's like, I fear this about myself, or I'm trying, I'm ashamed of this about myself, and... Hide whatever, and so I assume that of everybody else. If you point one finger, you got four pointing back at you. (laughs) Maddie, you know what? I am so glad you're here because we can always depend on you to turn a five minute conversation into a a two second adage. Dude, if I did this podcast by myself, it would just be like thinking and then like a very (laughs) succinct, like. This is exactly right about this podcast, this thing that I we did. Is it the Yoda of <laughs> And then you do a terrible impression of something and then sing and then... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Our prestige episode just dropped and like, I feel like your Michael Caine was key. <laughs> it was the best. Thanks. I don't think yeah. I sang any I songs I want to talk though. about the, cinema- the no. cinematography of this movie. Beautiful. I, yes. The cinematography was, was beautiful, but it was like, I thought the choices were so interesting in coloring. Like, mom walked by me. By the way, she was watching Spotlight <laughs> on the TV in the living room, and I was watching <sighs> Memories of Murder on the other computer. Wow. Together dude. forever. Okay. But she walked what? by and was like, this movie looks dull. And she meant color-wise. <laughs> like, Yeah. She was like, not boring, you, but like, great. Do you want me to tell you why? Yeah. Yes. Let's hear it. Okay, so uh, Bong wanted to accentuate the somber mood of the film by maintaining a costume and set dressing palette devoid of primary colors except for the red that would indicate a victim. So he and the cinematographer, Kim Hyung-koo, decided to print um, using a bleach bypass process. Uh, So the regular bleaching step of film was skipped, so color dyes um, retained in the emulsion created a more desaturated image and like that was something that i wrote down in my notes i was like this is desaturated like this looks desaturated seven maddie yeah i wrote the same thing i was like yeah it looks like seven like it's just like dull you wrote it down i just realized the entire entire time i watched this movie i was very aware of the extensive use of concrete in korean architecture one of the one, just one last thing. Um, the opening and closing scenes that are in the amber rice fields were um, processed normally so the golden hues could be showcased. So I just like the, the book ends. The 2000, yeah, the 2003, all of a sudden there was like the pop of green in the yeah. stuff he was selling. And I was just like, oh, is he just yeah. saying like the so, 80s are just all gray? Oh, I was going to say, is it like when you go you know, back in time, <laughs> is it black and Everything white? Everything is sepia. Unless you're Back to the Future yeah. Part Three, it's a so- well to um, 
or if you're in Mexico, or if you're in the one with blue tint. Blue tint, uh, I think, is dystopia, future? right? Or that, yeah. Um, that was it. Yeah, so it's supp- it's supposed to look dull, desaturated, um, somber. Which I also thought was interesting in a commentary on, because we haven't talked about it. They don't solve the mystery. Hmm. They don't find the guy. Like, mad. I know. I'm a little bit mad, but also I realize like this is more about the culture of crime solving at the time and the dynamic of these people, and not necessarily about the killer himself. Like. Yeah, there was yeah. um, a video I watched with Guillermo del Toro commenting about the movie, and he had a lot of good insights. And one of them was that, like, you see the different types of masculinity, like, portrayed by these characters in the movie. There's, like, CEO who's, like, cold and analytical. There's Park, who's, like, the, um, I think the ego, like, the psychological ego. And then um, Young Yu, who's the id. Or maybe that's flopped, but like there's different types of masculinity presented by all three of them interacting in yeah. this. And I thought that was cool. So like like you said, for like not solving the murder, that it's it's very unsatisfying, but at the same time, that isn't what we're really seeing here. Yeah, that's when not we what the movie's the about. Like I will say I know, but I still <laughs> I agree, Maddie. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I wish we knew. We do but... in real life. Yeah, I did have to look Wait, it up. Did you look it up? I didn't look okay. it up because I'm not allowed. I so I yes. accidentally looked it up. Sorry, Carrie. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you. I'm not gonna tell you about her it. laptop. <laughs> well, I oh no! To, I was trying to like get in there and re- remember the names and retake my notes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I also yes. read the entire Wikipedia article by accident. <laughs> the so words just reality, flew into my brain. Carrie, sorry. In reality, the murders that this film um, is based on were committed by one man, Lee Chun-jae, who was already in prison for the, I think, rape and murder of his sister-in-law in 1994 so like the murders all happened between um 86 and 91 so dna analysis that was actually sent to japan and not the u.s um yeah i was wondering because 86 felt too early but then they said we'll send it to america i was like oh yeah that but um so he was identified as the culprit and uh he that but he couldn't be um charged because of the statute of limitations that is bull that was crazy to me. Statue of yeah. limitations on murder. Yeah. I don't think we have that That here. shouldn't be a freebie. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we do. I think the only thing we have like, is the mm, double you got enough. Like, uh, you can't be charged twice for the same murder if you were let off. Double jeopardy. That's what I meant. Yeah. Not double Good indemnity. movie. Double the, jeopardy. But the, at the time of this filming, they didn't know. Like, this was in 2019 when he it was discovered he was the culprit. Oh, so, like, I thought you meant they found out less back in the day. No, no. So for the longest time, like nobody knew who it was. And even um Bong Joon Ho said, like, in the very end frame, like when uh Detective Park is staring out at the audience, he was like, I want not necessarily like, I want, but like the killer could be watching this and be Yeah in the audience and like caught, is, by, the caught stare, by the stare. You know? 
That's really interesting. Yeah. That's like a cooler version was, of the last yeah. scene than Zodiac. I was reading that. I didn't even think of it. Like, like looking out to accuse. Like just imagining yeah. this movie being made and being like, maybe the killer will watch it. And he did. And apparently he was not impressed. He was just like, I just watched it like <laughs> it was like, a movie. It didn't happen like that. <laughs> well, no, he's, he was unemotional about it. Ugh. I, okay, I mean, that... I would have been mad at the cops for like, I don't know, being all terrible. <laughs> I okay like, that just... loops me back into like there there was a study I watched about bullies watching movies where bullies are the bad guy and there's this weird psychological thing where people will automatically ally themselves mentally with the good guys regardless of any sort of ideology behind them to the point where people who have performed yeah. actual acts on bullying actual acts of bullying on their victims will associate themselves psychologically with the people who are victims of those self-same actions if it's in a movie. Yeah. That's well, fascinating. That's, people can't clearly see themselves. And I mean, you're watching a movie like for entertainment and it's presented to be like, here's this point of view. Yeah. Yeah, we all want to see ourselves as the protagonist. <laughs> the depths of human denial just fascinate me. Uh, yeah, there were a few... Um, like scenes in this movie that I thought were really beautifully composed. Like when all four of the detectives are on that one side of the table and they kind of like build up into like a triangle and then like there's the dude on the other side. I literally I mean, wrote like lighting in that interrogation scene. Because you could yeah, tell. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Cover. I thought it looked exactly. I was like, it looks like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um. Or like the Beatles. Same brain. The, the Mama Beatles, Mia, like let the me go. Am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was interesting also that the four of them were there so the other two couldn't get away with as much with the chief there who was like trying to get them to not beat up on innocent. Yeah. I don't think that wasn't his express purpose being there. I don't think they all had such a... Um, a strong suspicion of this person they all wanted to be there yeah. i think for his questioning yeah um but yeah carrie i yeah. think there were some scenes obviously the stuff with the tunnel frame yes that lat like that image yes. with like i love when it. it's just like the one arch of light and you see the two figures and he's you know? like one's kneeling and one's holding a gun like to his head and you're like what the fuck and it's raining and it's super yes. bright behind them that's oh, a good scene, and then there's so good. such a good, a couple scene. good shots of the rice patties, um, and just like yeah, some of it actually reminds me of Blood Simple. I was thinking of Blood Simple when you see like the overview of the cornfields and then the car driving through them, of the like. Did you see um when that one woman was walking? <laughs> okay, did, and like that made me think and, like, of Jaws. But did you see the head yes. come out of the rice so paddy? Yes. yes. Oh, I hated it. That was but I loved it. pure terror, yeah. and I was so impressed by the entire scene. Yeah, the suspense in that scene. It did, did anybody get flashbacks to like Jurassic Park, don't go into the long grass? Oh, I no. was thinking Jaws <laughs> for some reason. Just me? Because yeah. I was just thinking I should of have... like, out of the water, and then... Yeah. No, oh, that was so... But uh, the fact that... that it was out of focus the whole time, like that cinematography, like... It's Ugh. scary. And then because... I loved the scene when it was. I'm sorry, Katie. No, go for it. Go ahead. Well, just when she has her umbrella 
and she's blocking the entire screen. So all you have is her head and her fear and you don't know what's behind her. So yeah. the whole time you're like, oh my God, she's going to turn around and there's going to be a guy going, ha. Uh. <laughs> and then he did. He went, ha. And yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. You want to know what's interesting is um, three different people played the murderer in the in like the scenes where you see him and you know it's him. So like that one and then the ones with like his hand covering the person's mouth and like when he's like in the woods and watching. Yeah. I'm sorry. Could that mean that or I mean, I don't know if it would be a purposeful thing to be like he looked ordinary. He could be any man kind of yeah. thing. Kind of. Yeah. Like the uh, Bong Joon-ho didn't want anyone to be able to identify him through like any distinguishing features so like he used men of like a similar build and physicality to um do those parts but i feel like, but they're so, like, different like you could kind of see the face in like a, two of them yeah yeah but so, only in like not in good detail yeah right. so it like it really uh preserves the mystery aspect of it like you're there isn't an answer yeah and at the time there wasn't an answer so it was more about the time and the police work and the kind of the corruption but like a black comedy way and you couldn't put a face to it because he wasn't caught yet yeah yeah and how they were trying so was that all of evil happening like like they're when he did like the footprint he's like literally creating evidence and like, just arresting whoever. Was that, like, indicative of what actually police work in Korea was like, Carrie? Do you know? I I don't know. Okay. Again, I don't have a degree. I know. But I was just like, were they really just so blatantly fabricating evidence? <laughs> like, taking his shoes be- and bringing them out to the thing? And- I have a feeling well, like- this, like, the cop story investigation is what's made up about this. Yeah. Okay. Just it using the story on- of the killers to tell the story of the... Yeah, think, it was based yeah. on a play, um, I think, called, like, Come See Me or Come to Me, Come to See Me. <laughs> I think it's Come to See Me. Okay. Uh, that was in 1996. So it's like, it takes some stuff from that. But then also, Bong Joon-ho was uh, heavily influenced by the graphic novel from Hell. Oh, really? Yeah. With, I think, yes. I think with a lot of like the, I, the mood that makes sense. and I've read from hell and it is very like the structure monochromatic almost, but not rain. Yeah. Oh, There's from lots hell. of rain. Yeah. From hell. From like hell. The Jack the Ripper. I don't know why I thought howl. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the from hell. Sorry. Was that Alan the bad Moore? guy was no. a werewolf yeah, the maybe. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was Alan Moore, Katie. Yes. Okay. So, like, he had that influence as well. Wow. Um, so, I I forgot to ask in the beginning, did we all like this movie? Are we... Oh, do we ask that? Yeah, we do ask that in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Usually we ask if we've seen it and if we like it. I hardly even ask your names. I know. <laughs> I yeah, really like it. Usually we have to have Matt come in at the end. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I think... It took like two or three minutes just to kind of get used to like name, like talking names and whatever. And he just immediately started like yelling and stuff with this kid. But yeah, I think once you kind of got used to the culture, I liked it a lot. I mean, I hated it because we didn't find out who did it, but 
I once I was like, okay, if we're not going to find out, I liked it. Yeah, Natty, I I did really like it, even though it was confusing. I I guess I I felt like I was missing things, but I still really enjoyed, um, like the movie and the themes and kind of being able to see like a piece of you know South Korean culture. Yeah, and like I will say, I did not know the um, historical context of like what was happening at that time with the military rule and everything. But so like there were things that I knew exactly. Like you don't, it doesn't really affect the central story, but it definitely like rounds it out. Um, So like it wasn't, yeah. My experience with other um, media doesn't like improve that any at all. So, um, Mac? Uh, as soon as I knew you weren't supposed to be on the detective sides all the time, I got to enjoy this as a, a genuine slice of life movie. I, I stopped seeing it as a detective movie, I'm going to say two thirds of the way through, and just started seeing it as like all these little tableaus of what life must have truly been like in Korea in the 1980s under military rule and. I don't know. It was, it was nice. I did like. I like that you said slice of life and tableaus because I didn't realize this movie takes place over at least three years. Like, yeah, they don't really talk about time skips, but there's definitely 1986 in the beginning, and then one of the dates near the end is 1989. And I was like, yeah, on the hospital paperwork. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't uh, realize that. Yeah, so I was just kind of like, it is really tableaus of these three men trying like clashing and then ultimately working together to try to find out who is brutally killing these women like i think i like that they once they kind of realize like their incompetence is letting it happen over and over and they're clashing and fighting like when that chief tells them like this girl was killed while you two were fighting each other i like that they both were like shit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like and i liked seeing the parallels to things that we're more familiar with while also remaining uniquely in their own culture yeah so seeing things through a different lens kind of but then also the universality of a lot of the themes like after their one of the disappointments and the two um park and co have their heads just on the desk (laughs) Like, yeah, just so like, what are we doing? How do we like, I just thought that was really funny and very human. And yeah. Plus, I will say America was a little bit more ubiquitous to this place that if there's any country that's involved in this story, it is Korea first and America second, just because of the whole notion of like, what are all of their equipment come from? I mean, they're using a Sony recorder word out of your mouth. They're America first. (laughs) <laughs> they talk about examples of what American detectives have to be like in comparison to Korea. When they talk about using DNA evidence, they say, we don't have any lab that can process DNA evidence here in Korea. We need to send it to America and then get that stuff back. The ultimate piece of evidence they get in the climactic finale of this is written in English. Yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting. That they yeah. wouldn't even well, like sent it with a translation. Um, yeah, like the Western world and espe- like in America, especially, are like just like a big ideal. I think um, a lot of like kids 
if you have a very wealthy family, like they'll come over and like study in America at some point. Um, but it's an idea, and I think, not a reality. Yeah, it's just like I mean, I think I mean, the way that Park talks about like the even just the geography, you know, like the land, it's yeah. so large, you know, so like it encompasses a lot. Um, and just one last thing before we do notes, um, I think that. Detective Park gets a lot of his uh, ideas about policing from, like, he, he's very uh, idealized with, like, the FBI, talking about the FBI, like, being, like, the ultimate in policing. <laughs> like, Weren't they watching and that, that crime show? Was it they were watching the crime watching? show, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think he gets a lot of his ideas from, like, media. Yeah. And I know that, like... Um, American movies and TV, like American movies especially, um, are pretty much, they're very widely watched in Korea. Yeah. So, let's do some notes. Who wants to go first? Maddie. Yeah, let's do Maddie before we lose her. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Mac. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought in the beginning that Bug Kid was going to be a detective. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like... I the way I thought this movie was gonna go was I saw it was the story and then seventeen years later there was like a a thing so I thought most of the things was gonna happen after the seventeen years oh so you thought it was so, like a stand by me where he finds a dead body as a kid and then becomes a detective I guess it's been a long time since it. I've seen Stand by Me I don't think that's what happens in it actually but. Yeah, I was gonna say because I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Finding a dead body ultimately changes their friendship and trajectory. I guess. I'm well, sorry. I mean, I think most of the stuff happens. After, I, I was expecting most of the stuff to happen after the seventeen years. Got it, Mac. Mac. I have a spiel saved up about Stand By no. Me. We're not doing it nope. here. It's nope. just vetoed. <laughs> Ugh, Shut down. It's about the concept of child supervision, but we'll get it. I'm sure I'll find a spot to shoehorn it someplace else. Not today, else. Is Stand bitch. By me a mystery? I mean, um, isn't there a mystery in Stand By Me? They find a dead body. They don't solve the mystery. I know. I'm kidding. Maddie, sorry. Go ahead. Um, But yeah, my uh, my last note is, uh, <laughs> when is this 17 laters crap? And, <laughs> uh, and then the... I guess that was not all of my notes. Sorry. I'm just kind of showing you what, you know, I thought. Uh, I got Columbo vibes from Inspector Park originally. I thought he was supposed to be a good detective. Um, So I thought that he was going to um, be kind of bumbling and silly and put you off guard. And that's how he solves things. Uh, but it turned out not to be that way. He was more like the bumbling and beat you up if you don't say the right thing kind of detective. <laughs> um, puke and rally chief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a I lot of vomit. There was quite a bit of puke. vomit. There was a lot of yeah. vomit in this. Vomiting They, uh, they went out and, and were drank, drinking. They were out drinking. They were drinking in <laughs> <a> karaoke. <laughs> and um, the chief uh, was like head down for a while and then he puked and then he was like all right now i'm awake <laughs> so <laughs> clarity yeah um i can't read my writing i said oh bro he could have fucking killed him kicking him down those stairs like I, yes, yeah yeah inspector worried. chief i thought was like killing sorry inspector chief 
<laughs> the chief could have killed Inspector Cho kicking him down the stairs like that. I thought he was going to die. Yeah. Um, For real. Also, uh, I was like, that's not how surgical consent works. They're like, uh, who brought this guy in? You get to decide whether we cut his leg off. <laughs> I'm not sure what the HIPAA laws were at the time. Yeah, I'm Especially, curious. that did not look like the most sterile environment. No. I'm sure they I mean, did their HIPAA, best, but... HIPAA laws are American laws. Yes. Also, just middle in the middle of the movie, they're just amputating someone's leg. Like, or near the yeah, end. Yeah, the was... tetanus... The tetanus side thing came out of nowhere. What I was really well, wondering was what was she putting in his IV? Oh, like they're just like in a field when, with when an IV. Yeah, I didn't. I was gonna Probably ask vitamins about that. or something. Um, but that IV wasn't dripping, sometimes. and I know why. <laughs> why? That was one of my notes. Because um, in a glass bottle, um, it's not going to like it's a closed system unless you open a little port on the IV drip. Um, yeah, because plugs. if uh, you have it in a glass bottle, it creates suction, so it won't drip into so a person. Oh. You need to have like a like a kind of a little um, like a port open that yeah, so it pulls air in, and it will um, let air replace the fluid in the. IV I think I've seen bottle. some like yeah. old timey you know medicinal bottles used for that kind of stuff, but they had like a little rubber stopper in the bottom of the bottle, so that way when they turned it upside down, they could do that. We still use glass bottles. Do you? For some things. Is it because it's more stable? Like the chemicals inside are more stable in glass than in plastic? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, I haven't looked I'd up if we you know, exactly why. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. About IVs. <laughs> um, is there no police oversight? Was what I was wondering. I mean. Also, going back one note. Uh, one of the things I saw on IMDb is that the de- amputation of Yungu's leg is supposed to be like cosmic justice because he kicks everyone. Oh. I actually thought that because of the shot of his boots and the cover being that on one the boot cover. of the leg that he kicks with. Yeah. I was That's like, how this works. I don't know if Fast, cutting off apparently. his leg would have saved him. Yes. It depends on how much the blood poisoning has gone. I actually learned a little bit about that from World War One amputation stuff. Because if it went septic and there was, like, some sort of blood poisoning, some of it, like... That's why, like, okay, first they might cut off your foot, but then if they didn't get it all, then they'd have to cut off from your knee. And then about, like, it was, like... Sometimes they would just start chopping off sections of an, a limb, and they're like, once you get to your shoulder, if they didn't get it all, you were dead because they couldn't cut anymore. But it was like, I saw that and I was like, if he had tetanus and it was like a certain type of septic, as long as you cut off. So it's where the I was in. So it's almost like podcast. a very gory version of trying to fix a bad haircut. But I mean, World War One. Yeah, World War One was one of the last times where they were doing tons of amputations because they didn't have penicillin yet and they couldn't take care of infections. So it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Maddie, continue. <laughs> um, said, "Oh God, something's going to happen to Quang Ho." Because they, I feel like they set up that scene. I feel like I knew something bad was going to happen to him. Ugh. I was boy. so I, I was really pissed off. Yeah. At the the treatment 
that was something I thought was really, I don't know, like, is this really how culture treats people with mental, like, difficulties? But then we kind of sometimes do as well. Yeah, like, like what culture? That's just, like, how people, like, people who are vulnerable are treated poorly everywhere. It just was kind of shocking. But his family tried to take care of him. Yeah, and I th- I know that they were tried to be nice to him after they beat him up a bunch. But I also and tried to frame him for murder. That I was when he was talking about the first or like the murder, I was like, I feel like you saw it happen because and then he like, was describing things. So two then later scenes on, later, they're like, like, he sleeps oh, in he the weirdest places. I don't know where yeah. that boy gets up to, and I'm just kind of like, he absolutely slept somewhere near a murder happened. I didn't catch that. Good call, Mac. Like, he slept. Yeah, that's such a good call. He was sleeping in a haystack. haystack. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and cozy. And then they just killed him. It's so stupid. Do you know how to um, say, do you know they say holy haystack in Switzerland as like a, um, a A curse? Kind of a, 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 yeah, a diet curse. PG swear? Like a fiddlestick? But you say it, um, uh, heiligestrosek. Heiligestrosek. (laughs) So it's I like, like straw sack. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Um, anyway, uh, that's all my notes. Okay. Um, Mac, you had volunteered. As tribute. The kids in this movie are dicks. They are. They chase the detective all the way over to that crime scene, chanting junk car, junk car. And like, I'm going to say at least two-thirds of the crime scenes that we saw in this movie, they were ransacking the place before the police could cordon off the area. That's that's crime scene contamination for the kids just to have, like, a murder sooner. You saw them wandering around with all those butterfly nets with, like, the stockings used to strangle a lady. Bad. Bad yeah, kids. it's like 20s or 50s mentality. Where like reporters will come in and like touch stuff. Oh, I was like, the what are you talking there. about? Now I get it. Like, yeah. Going to come <laughs> uh, in and the, touch all the evidence. I'm just going to attempt. I mean, even at the the scene where it. it was raining in the woods, I was like, "There's a camera guy behind them," and I was like, "Is that a news camera guy who's just out and out filming this dead body?" Mm. Not the good. Sony label. In the beginning, when he's like in the field. Um, and yeah. a, a, and that wall a, of reporters, and it, or and then the tractor runs over a footprint. We're gonna yeah. get to that. Yeah, you're like uh, the uh, Sony logo. I noticed was scratched oh, off of the recorder that the detective kept using around to get people's confessions, and I I imagine it might be because they just they didn't get Sony's permission. <laughs> also, um, the, I don't know if it would apply for this because it's like a film. But uh, there are some interesting things with, like, uh, Korea and rights and, um, like, not sponsored, but um, product placement type stuff. Like, they are very strict about it. So, like, even on some shows that I watch, like, if there's, like, a pillow with, like, a logo on it or, like, a sweatshirt, they'll, like, blur it out. Weird. Yeah. I found it deeply strange that they had crime reenactment that he invited all of the press and probably like a small squad of soldiers, just from what I could see. Just you mentioned the wall of reporters and it's just 
We don't have anything remotely like that here. I mean, we'll have people who privately create crime reenactments like shows, but our police forces don't drag lookalikes out to the scenes of the crime for the benefit of the press. I don't know if it was especially for the press. I think they were kind of using it as like a, we'll see if it's possible. You know, like we're reenacting it to see if there are any obstacles in our theory. But then also inviting the press because um, two women at this point have been found murdered. And they want to reassure people. Yeah. Uh, There were some weird cuts in this one. For one thing... When they were interviewing the developmentally disabled kid, uh, they said, where's the shovel? And then immediately they cut to them digging supposedly a shallow grave in the woods. They weren't going to, but it's still fucked up that they implied it. And then the second one, uh, a more subtle bad, but also equally weird. They immediately transitioned. From a scene in the morgue where there is a dead woman's body on the slab to a piece of meat on a cooking slab in a restaurant. And it just, that is the weirdest transition I have seen. Mm-mm. Is it weird or is it commentary? It's supposed to be funny in like a black comedy way of going from, I thought that was supposed to, to be like, yeah, a specific black comedy choice. It made me laugh. I actually did go. It like, was a choice. Oh. Yeah, no, it was definitely on purpose. Like it wasn't like an oversight or um, something like that. Yeah, I still found uh, it annoying that Quan was still responsible for bringing everybody their coffees just because she was the lady detective. I fucking hated that so much. I'm like, she is better than all of you combined, and you're making her. You're like yeah. waving your cups at her. Yeah, like go. Die in a hole. She's actively (laughs) participating in your sting operations. Don't make her fetch your coffee, wing nuts. And they keep talking about how like she's hot or like, whoa, she looks different with makeup on. Oh, you guys. I the sexism. We'll get into it with my notes. I almost was I wasn't sure if it was comedy or just a general cultural thing when Detective Park had the idea to take the case to a local shaman. And I was going to veer on the side of, okay, this is ridiculous. But then it got me to thinking, there's probably tons of scenes where our detectives over here in American crime shows go to like confessionals to talk to priests about how they feel about the cases they're working on. And that's ostensibly just the same thing. You go to a big building where there's a bunch of iconography hanging on the walls and you talk to somebody who's unqualified to solve a crime about the crime that you're supposed to be solving and now i'm annoyed at confessional scenes yeah i think some of it might have been um played for comedy like especially when they're like pouring the dirt Mm -hmm. water on this piece of paper and the dude's like i paid a lot for this it's supposed to like be the killer's face and then uh, but then it like led into a much more serious moment that I again appreciated for the cinematography where they're like hiding behind a hill mm-hmm. and then Detective CO is like also <laughs> hiding behind like a hill and then like their heads just like pop up and down alternatively. Yeah. But like I think that moment was for comedy. And it is kind of like um I don't I forget what the official religion is in Korea, but like there is a lot of Christianity there, but then there's also some of the um 
more indigenous type religion. Like there's a lot of shows that I've seen have like shaman type people. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yanggu, when they were interrogating Hyung Yu, the radio guy, the second mm-hmm. Hyung Yu stood up after he was disturbed at the number of peach parts that they kept bringing out. Young-Gu waited zero seconds to to double-kick that dude straight in the chest over the table. Like, it was straight-up WWE material just the way he launched himself at that dude. A couple of those kicks. Right? Yeah. Like, on one hand, I I hate Young-Gu's behavior in this. But on the other hand, that was an impressive double-kick. That was like an everything, everywhere, all at once vibes off of that. (laughs) Yeah. He's not not good at what he's supposed to do. He is good at good at kicking. Well, was. Uh, And my final note. (laughs) The notion that the final scene in this came out in 2003 made me aware of the passage of time that I became uncomfortable with. Because when they were driving around in that old 2003 van... It got me to thinking, my car was made only five years after that, and it has been 20 years since this movie came out. My car probably isn't that much more technologically advanced than the one that Detective Park was in at the end of the movie. Yeah, that van could have been older, though. Ugh, I know. So that's your notes, Mac? I just, we're getting old, guys. (laughs) Time is an illusion. Insert meme of me talking about time every conversation. <laughs> what? Time is the real serial killer. Uh, There's a thing I posted uh, on my Instagram story that's like me pouring the time is an illusion into every conversation that I ever have. Oh, I think I did see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, um, okay. So Katie. I like that he used a mirror as a flashlight. It really added to the like country bumpkin vibes of the detective. Yeah, that he just like found on the ground. I just found a mirror. Um, I liked the countryside and how it felt quote unquote idyllic, but then it's not because dead bodies. So like it's that kind of juxtaposition of that beginning there. Yeah. Um And you see that in a lot of American movies too. Yeah, I know. Vibes. That's what I'm saying, like it was cool. Oh, you liked it because of the similarities. Well, I just liked it, period. And also <laughs> okay. noticed the similarities. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um I liked but also didn't like the ear cleaning scene cuz they felt very again like an ego type thing of like yeah, you should clean my ears because you're my girlfriend slash wife. Like, I don't think we ever. It's really... like all those scenes where they're look kind of yeah. like you're my mortal enemy, but I want you to shave me with one of the old razors. That's there's more sexual tension like in those things. I think she was just cleaning his ears while he was complaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> True love. The pr- I again another scene and another thing that we just talked about with George Gently. Where there's four dudes just standing around talking about a dead girl or a dead girl's body. And it's just really, it happened again and I it was just, it just really struck me again. How universal it is. How universal, but also just how common and how shitty that is that all these men stand around talking about all these women who've been violated and killed and it's bullshit. <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't well, know if you guys like, agree, but tea. I don't think that's good. <laughs> um, wow, I just realized how hard this must fail the Bechdel test. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think two women interact at all. Well, the two schoolgirls do. Yes, that's true. But they the talk about the killer boy guy, so. Yeah. Um, I like that they were just sitting on the side of the road playing Cat's Cradle. I was like, what? <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. And I was like, I recognize those shapes. I know those moves. Thing. I know those moves. <laughs> um, just the random appearances of masks was a little jarring. Because of our world today. They're so familiar. Yeah, it was really traumatized. Like, it's like when you're watching. What was I watching? Oh, just an episode of Bones, and they had to go in somewhere, and everyone had to wear masks, and like talking about it, and I was like, oh, this is weird. Um, I like the white sneaker culture of 1980s Korea. <laughs> like they all were wearing white sneakers, except for, um, Cho Young Koo, because he liked to use his boots. Yes, his military boots. Uh, I wrote burnt meat. Ouch! Was that was there like there a was comment? A, it was a it was a burn that yeah, yeah. Um, Co said to Park. He was like, "I don't eat burnt meat." All right, that's what it was, and he was basically calling him like, "You're less of a man because you burn your meat." Maybe yeah, it was a dig, yeah, but not necessarily at his manhood. I think just at yeah. him in general. <sighs> okay. We do have to acknowledge these men are so gross. Okay. I wrote that note. They're so gross. Yes. They're talking about Quan. They're talking about these girls. They're talking about just, they're just so casual and disgusting about women. And I hated it. There's just a lot of sexism. It's quick aside. There's a lot of, um, I think there's a movement. I forget what it's called, but happening in Korea right now about um, women and uh, their independence and the shrinking populace and how the government wants them to have babies. And a lot of the women are like, no, we're going to stay single and have our careers and not have a family. And like there's there's some like uh, like I think it's an online movement or something. We'll find a, a I'll find a story about it and we can link it in um yeah, the yeah. in the show notes but it's good good a long time com- it's a long time coming yes in Korea like I'm not saying that America's better we're different bad but like it's <laughs> a long time coming we're I, I want that, that on a bumper sticker America we're is different, different bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh god uh yeah i hate it anyway okay continue sorry that's right. Um, I just wrote you. Why are you jerking off at this crime scene? Like, why would he go there? Why would he do that? Ugh. Because men are sick. And he just brings. Sorry, I think men are not allowed in a healthy outlet, and so then it comes out in sicko ways because their brains are all wild. Right, Mac? Yes. Yeah, you got a wild brain. See, also Catholicism. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just for like. Real. Anyway, mm. for a second, I. Th- Oh yeah, I'm and and all the weird things. <laughs> okay. For a second, I That's thought a joke. the killer was. I know, I got. It. I know a woman because of the hand thing, but then I remembered about semen, and it's kind of difficult mo- for most women to produce semen. Yeah, it would be beyond the ideology of this movie. Yes, to acknowledge trans people. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um. That did not look like any peach that I know. And also, like, what the fuck? 
just a peach. In it's the a vagina. skin, a skinned white peach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why I was so surprised that they broke into that guy's apartment without a warrant, but I was. I was like, you can't just walk in. And then I remembered what movie <laughs> I was watching and what the characters were. And I was like, right. Um, the yeah. factory just seemed very dystopian. I think part of it was the coloring, but it was just like, yikes. I think factories in general kind of are. Yeah, but I think this just felt it's because it was dusty and because everything was and muted. Because, a lot of it you was know, also outside. there's air raid, you know, drills going on. and Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's always like um, the bigger industrial factory settings where there's kind of like, these pieces are the size of a mid-sized house and they're just rotating at speeds they should not be rotating yeah. near people um i like that they recorded the radio program and they told that guy like hey we recorded it and you would have remembered the end if you had actually listened to it like that was very like oh yeah um gotcha. we already talked about that uh i just wrote oh fuck there's a train because i was sad again and my last note is just like, wow, a well-fitted suit really makes a difference. Because <laughs> when it jumps on <laughs> him, like the costuming I thought was really good because you can see like some of their personalities. But his costume for Park from the 1980s, wearing that same shirt all the time to the suit he's wearing in 2003 is such a stark difference. He looks, that... he looks way better, yeah. He looked way better. Ooh. I think it was partly the haircut and then just the suit like and and also i do think obviously the quality of the film like the change of from the dull to the bright but yeah that's all my notes okay um just one so uh to comment on your last note uh bong john who is very meticulous in detail and so like a lot of like with like the period accurate stuff with props and costumes so like that makes a lot of sense um and it even caused a lot of trouble with the props department because um the newspapers that were that they were reading like the the typesetting didn't exist anymore or like the size and the font so they had to like what did they have to do they had to design each font by hand character by character Ugh. and source the correct paper stock for the newspapers. Um, wow. Bong Joon-ho is so good. Okay, so <laughs> have any of you guys seen any of his other movies? Parasite, uh, Snowpiercer, Mother, The Host, um, etc. Yeah, I saw Snowpiercer. Okay, Snowpiercer. Um, did you see... Uh, did he song? make both Snowpiercers? There's only... There's the movie, not... Isn't there a Korean movie? There's also the TV the show, but... Is based on? No? Am I imagining things? I'm imagining things. Maybe? Never mind. Maybe. There's, I, there might have been some source material for Snowpiercer. I think it was like a French story. Um, but anyway, so uh, that's a cool thing about him. Um, also, I have book, seen... Right? What? I thought it was a comic book. It might be a comic book. A French story. Maybe it was a French comic book. Yeah. Um, Song Kang-ho, who played Detective Park, is in a lot of his other movies. Like, he's in Parasite as one of the main characters. He's in he Snowpiercer. He looked really familiar to me. Actually, he and, yeah. um, Tio looked familiar. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, I looked him up what and else Detective Park Cio is the only in. one that is in stuff I would have seen, like Parasite. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, such a good, he's such a good actor. And he's, like, a very, uh, famous Korean actor as well. So, like... This was earlier in his career, but like he's been in a lot of uh, stuff, very, 
Very good. He was a theater trained actor as well. Love it. Um, the police interrogation really reminded me of where the term third degree came from. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like the uh, that's it's American policing when they would uh, torture people, they called it the third degree. But why? Would they burn um, them? I think because, like, no, no, no. I think it was uh, levels of interrogation. Like, there's, we'll link to it in the show notes as well, but there's, like, a, a longer You keep saying we. You're forgetting who's it. the one who has to find all this crap. I'll find it. Okay. But, like, that's just, like, it, there's an association in my mind between those two things. Okay. Um, but like it's a it's a specific American policing. Um, we'll give them the method. third degree. I think it might have been electroshock. Oh, fun! They used to shock people. Yeah. Um, I did not need to see anyone puke. <laughs> Men are really strange. If he finds the murderer by finding somebody who is uh, bald down there, I'll be really mad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was really excited that the dog helped them find that one suspect. Like, they were all quiet and listening to the dog bark. And then they're like, that's where he went when he ran away. That was a great chase scene. Yes. It was so good. With all three of them running. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, it's getting narrow. We have to do a single file. (laughs) Um, They keep framing these people, like, trying to frame these people for the murders. And I'm like, what are you going to do when someone else shows up dead? Like, you're not actually catching the person. Um, I thought that would happen. I thought they would put one of them in jail and then another body would show up. Which well, I guess kind of happened. happened. Yeah, you're right. With the second guy. Um, I thought Sio was going to be creepy when he put the band-aid on that one girl. Because yeah. I was like, she is not, like, she is younger, but she's not a child. Like, maybe for, like, a very young girl that wouldn't be creepy unless you're in, a spe- like, a specific situation. But, like... We didn't. They were giving the moment significance, and it was and weird. We yeah, didn't understand the significance. It was weird. Yes, but then yeah, then it, when it came back around, um, when they found the band aid on the third vic- on the, the last victim. Yeah. Oh, it hurt my heart. I'm sad. I said that it the movie equalized their humanity. Like in the end, when they like met in the middle. Oh yeah, that was. I was very proud of myself for noticing the desaturated thing and then that like the the two detectives like became like they met in the gray and I thought that was cool. Uh, uh. Uh. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I just uh I think that's it for notes. Um so Katie, yeah. Disappoint us with the PBS. Well, it's not as bad as you thought, but it's not great. (laughs) So I went with 11 men and seven women because they did have like a female like nurse and that woman on the hill, the like woman who got away and the little girl. I counted the two squirrel girls as kind of one. I would say they're individuals. Hmm. Cause, like, okay. a... So then, yeah, that would be eight. Yeah, they well, like they, you see the one girl like mourning her, like her friend. That's true. And then they have we don't get say names, different, but they're in different scenes. 
I don't think you can count. Well, we them don't get names for some people. Well, I like I'm counting the two different chiefs, even though there were one's two a of sergeant. Them. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anyway. the shaman was a lady. Schoolgirls was Quan. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Eleven and seven and or eight. Kind of. Okay. Um, Maddie stars and stabs. I guess do I take away stabs since they didn't solve it? Have we had one that they haven't solved before? I'm gonna assume Zodiac wasn't solved. Yes, we did oh, do Zodiac. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we've done shows like Veronica Mars where we don't know the answer, like in Riverdale. Oh, like too, there's a okay, we did the yeah, pilot. true. So there's an unsolved aspect, even if we continued in our private lives yeah. to watch it. Um, didn't get to yeah. yeah. <laughs> It. These are a public. Yes, life. this is a this public is a, life. Yeah, out in the public eye. This this public life. Uh, so I guess I stabs. I would go with eight. Like they do follow clues. Or well, doctor or doctor. Oh my god. <laughs> detective Co. Um, he definitely um, you know, does good detecting. Uh, so I'll I'll count him as the the best of the movie and uh, uh, stabs. I sorry stars. I would probably go with seven. Okay. Uh, Mac stabs. I'm gonna fully just go six. Not only did they not solve it, there was a lot of very faulty detective work in here, especially when it comes to coercing confessions, ignoring relevant information. The fact that they had to wait till CO came in to start actually following on tangible leads. That's why I stuck it at six. For the quality of the film, eight stars. I thought it was genuinely a very good slice of life with a little bit of mystery thrown there. I love the characters. They were darkly funny when they needed to be. They were serious when it suited the story. I liked it. Katie? I'm probably on Max's side. Like... Yes, there were good detective work, but it was mainly done by Quan and Sue. <laughs> and yeah. she really was like following up on like she did so much legwork, especially with the radio. Yes. They're like, keep running over there. Yeah. And it's just like she followed up on all this stuff. So like overall, probably a seven, but that's weighted for her and Sue and against um Park and uh Cho. Young Cho. Yeah. Young Ku. Mm-hmm. Um, stars eight. I really liked it. Like, I almost kind of want to watch it again, but because I I do think sometimes when I watch something, for some reason these subtitles were really big, and so it was cutting off stuff. I was watching it on you the computer downstairs. Well, no, yeah, no there's, Hulu there's wouldn't let me change the subtitles. It didn't you even have, have subtitles it. as an option. It was just like part of the movie. You change it on the in the system settings, like on the computer. Well, anyway, yes, I liked it. Eight. Okay, cool. Um, I would say, again, like similar to you both, the like if it was Co and Quan, I'd be like eight stabs, and if it was the other two, I'd be like two stabs. <laughs> so like them together is like maybe like a six point five. Um, and then so stars, I would say eight point five stars. Um, cool. So, uh, thank you. This was my choose. I chose this movie for us to watch. I chose um, this. And I, I did. I picked this for all of us. 
And so I want to thank uh, you for it. You're welcome. I appreciate you all uh, coming along with me on this journey. <laughs> um, so next time we are going to watch A Simple Favor, uh, the 2018 movie with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. So um, real uh, boom, not a boomerang because they go back, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> turnabout. What is it? Ricochet. It's like Tur- a ricochet. It's a turnabout. I thought you were saying yeah. boomerang, and I was like, "What is boomerang?" Oh, boomerang. <laughs> yeah, boomerang. It's sharing no sharing memes from twenty years it's ago. It's genuinely believing the, I, the millions can express your emotions I for you. <laughs> I saw this Instagram post that sounded. It looked like something Dad would have sent me in like an email that was like <laughs> Disney princesses with real faces, and it was like the normal picture of Ariel in the like the splash thing. And then it was like a reimagined picture of her with her face all like covered in water and her like ha- half hunched over because the wave is pushing her over. And oh, yeah, I there's one of like, yeah. yeah, Jasmine on the carpet looking normal. And then Jasmine with her face all like blown because she's like literally like flying through the air and having like wind all up in her face. That's some dead. Yeah. And I was like, right this there. seems like something dad would have thought was really funny and then shared. <laughs> Such a boomer, a boomer meme. Okay, it's a boomer Boomerang. meme, sir. But it checks out. Anyway, yeah. So this very, <laughs> very different things that we're talking about. Um, I have like we'll we'll get into it next time. But um, again, thank you all for listening. I hope if you watched this movie that you liked it, and you should definitely look at Bong Joon Ho's other movies. They're all very good. Um. Thanks for listening. You Goodbye. where they can find us, Carrie? What's going on with that? Damn it! <laughs> I always, <laughs> I always forget that. Okay, yeah. So our um, social media is Instagram and Twitter. We're at mostly murder pod. Our email is mostly murder, but sometimes not at gmail.com. And then our website is mostly murder, but sometimes not.com. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Golf claps. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, now. Thanks for listening. We can say farewell. Annyeong ke gaseyo. Yeah. Farewell. Bye oh. bye. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep an eye on my recording volume. I think it's going to, it floated. Well, we probably all set it really high <laughs> <laughs> just now. Okay. We might need to do that again because it didn't pick up my weird little shrill screech. It mi- so okay. mine oh, also don't. didn't show up. Mine did. Don't stop recording. Don't okay. stop recording. One. D- don't make it so high pitched. What if we just do like? <laughs> we all just do the whole like we, da- we we all take damage in the video game at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't do it. You didn't do it? I started laughing and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
bad what she can. Okay. Katie, you need to calm down. <laughs> oh no, my volume changed again. Okay. You dick. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can't look okay. at you though. One, two, three. <laughs> Katie, did you do it? Yes, I did this time. Okay. Good. <sighs> All right.